You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hello. Hi. Anybody that's out there. I don't think anybody's out there right now, but hello, nonetheless. <laughs> hello, Mitch. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, sir. I mean, it's the middle of the week. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that weekend. Mm. And uh, even though, you know, it's the time of Corona and there's not lots of things that we can go do, just I need that break. I need that break from work. I feel that <clears throat> but you know what i have oh go ahead i was gonna say i have tomorrow off because i'm on this like rotating like rotating saturdays kind of thing and i'm very excited about it it's just you know i know that that and you're in the same boat as i am like off from our nine to five means we just step right into doing our uh, creative side hustle <laughs> and that's exactly right. you know that's the other fucking 14 hours of the day of the week or 14 nope. hours of the day uh every day of the exactly. week exactly so yeah Malfoy just said hard same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I know this isn't that podcast we're not we're not a state of the the nation podcast kind of thing but like it's just terrible that we all have this like side hustle that we're trying to make it big like it's almost like it's the only way that we can we feel like we're doing anything because we're not content with our nine to Uh, fives it's the only way to like a hustle to feel like we're chasing something like to to achieving what we what we want not necessarily what we have to do yeah yeah isn't that weird yeah, we can't be like other countries who have like reasonable living wages and like reasonable hours so that they can like have a life outside of work. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. Valuing arts and commentary. <laughs> who would have thought that that would be a thing? It's just it's just a, a strange state of affairs, I guess. Uh right. <laughs> but you know what? This is Journey into Mystery, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about Captain America Civil War today. It's the third yes. Captain America movie in the series of Captain America movies. Uh, unfortunately, the last one, but not the last time you see Captain America in the, in the MCU, but the last official Captain America movie. Now, when you saw Winter Soldier for the first time, Ian... And you thought, like, I, I to me, I was like, oh, well, that means the third movie is all about going after the Winter Soldier, going after Bucky, right? Yeah. Then they had this announcement at, uh, what was it called? At, at the El Capitan. They had, that Marvel Studios had this announcement where they were like, hey, the third Captain America movie? That's going to be called The Serpent Society. And I was like, "Oh, interesting! We're gonna, it's going to be pretty I was cool." Here for that, that was going to be cool, <laughs> right? And then by the end of the the presentation, they're like, "We're just kidding." The third Captain America movie is Civil War, 
And I, you know what? I was super stoked because Civil War was one of my top favorite comic book like crossover events. Like it was such a huge deal. Brought all the characters together. It kind of set set like a bad precedent for Marvel at that point. I feel like because like. After that, all their stories were all about, oh, well, people like it when the heroes fight other heroes. And it's like, well, I liked it for that one time. You don't need to keep yeah. doing that. Like, I want my good guys to be good and my bad guys to be bad. And my anti-heroes to be fluid. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that is that is one of the things that Marvel does. Like, their their villains aren't always villains. They're, I mean, look at Sandman or Green Goblin or... Uh, juggernaut like all those guys have jumped from side to side what you know they're they're whatever the story needs them to be at the point but i don't know i just like i loved that comic book storyline the the civil war and just seeing where people um landed on what side now not talking about the movies talking about the comic book ian which side of the civil war did you fall on capside I fell on Iron Man's side. Yep. I knew we would. Where <laughs> I I don't like the concept of Hero Registration. Where, yeah, the Hero Registration Act was garbage. It was absolutely garbage in this in the means of you are different, so you have to register. Because right. it wasn't it wasn't specifically targeting people who were out doing heroic things. It was targeting metas as a whole i mean not just metas anybody that had yeah, a true. piece of tech that was extraordinary yeah. like you automatically were supposed to either surrender that tech or register and yes mm. that's all terrible but the, to me the idea like of being held accountable uh getting paid a paycheck like having health insurance like I want these things for the heroes too. Like they can be full time heroes instead of Spider Man having to worry about where is his next paycheck going to come from? Is he going to lose his apartment with a uh, or his house with uh, Aunt May? You know, kind of thing. Like that kind of storyline always was in the forefront. Um, but and like that's that's cool and all. <laughs> like I think there was a way to go about that without a public registry. I mean, I don't think the person's name would have been publicly known. It would have been kept secret. I'm, I'm sure that's what the what the, they were going to do. But obviously, you have enough villains that they could have hacked the, uh, whatever Tony yeah. Stark would have had to keep everything secret. Yes, that would have been a storyline down the down the line. But yeah, I just say I'm just saying like it's the same that you'd have to do with cops or FBI agents or, you know, any type of law enforcement, their names are, had to be kept somewhat out of the public record. Like I don't think you can find them in the phone book when, when they still have phone books. Then revise the, the hero registration act, people with tech, people with, with innate skill, Uh register them. People who are like metas and mutants and everything there, they don't need to be on a registry. I'm sorry. They didn't. They they didn't ask to be born with it. I mean, uh, they, they didn't make the choice to build that tech. They didn't make the choice to go be a cop or anything like that. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. You're you're absolutely <laughs> right. And that's that's kind of what was the funny thing about the whole uh, civil war. And even like Scott Summers makes a point of saying that in in the middle of civil war, it's like, hey, Cap, 
This is what mutants have been dealing with since the beginning. We've been saying we don't want to be registered, and now you're jumping yeah. onto this because it's you know they, exactly. they wanted to register you. Uh, where were you Scott when Bummers, we were? Man. Yeah, <laughs> good old Scott Bummers. Uh, that's I mean, where were you when we were fighting for this? Uh, you know, a decade ago, but yeah. Now, Melkway Mel- just corrected me. He said, "Register no one. It's a slippery slope. It's not like they're sex offenders." <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll walk that back. Yeah. I'll walk it back. Okay. And chat. Where Where do you uh, Where do y'all stand? Um, but with it, comic book civil war. Are you with? Thank are you. you with? Man, are you with? Uh, are you with Cap? Let me know so we can discuss this, and I could ridicule you if you're wrong. <laughs> you can ridicule <laughs> you when you when you fall on the man, Iron Man side, right? Uh, <laughs> now let me ask you uh i assume that when we got to the movie civil war you fell on the same thing you fell on the captain america side when it came to the Slokovia accords mm-hmm. i would say i did too i fell on the captain america side because they ma- it made a much better argument and it also didn't have the same benefits uh as yes as what um the uh, the hero registration act did like the hero registration act was just your your hero didn't say they didn't dictate what it was you were going to go do with your powers whereas the Sokovia Accords were well you can't go in there and save these people because they are not allies to the UN kind of thing it's like well that's not what I'm here for I'm saving humans no matter what yeah and Cap says it in the movie he's like that's all cool and all like we can work for the UN but what happens when agendas change yeah what happens if there's a place that we can make a difference and we need to be and we're not allowed to go or vice versa that we don't need to be and we're there taking down a country because (laughs) people wanted them gone like those are that that's real like concern when you have that group of people together (laughs) i mean this is this is do you really think that so in the first, I'm sorry, I'm just jumping all over the place, but the first two Iron Man movies are, is Tony Stark talking about, Hey, I've privatized peace. You know, I, I, I'm not here to work for you. You don't get to have my, my suit kind of thing, but yet he's ready to sign the Sokovia Accords here because he's reacting to a lady who lost his, her son in Sokovia. And- that is, I will say, what she did in that hallway is completely unfair. No, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, completely she's grieving unfair. and it makes sense. And it's it's taken almost exactly from uh, uh, the, the Civil War comic book. Like, there is mm-hmm. a mother that lost her son uh, when the New Warriors blew up a tanker of gas fighting Nitro near a school. Like, there is a lot of things going on to make this happen. And... You know, her son ends up dying, and she's like, "These heroes don't know what they're doing." Of course, the new warriors at the time were trying to do a reality show, and they were untrained and not not you know not adults, or if you want to, if that's the, if that's an issue. But they uh, speedball takes it on the like takes it on the chin. He's the one that's the figurehead for the new warriors at the time. Ends up going to prison uh, for the crime and stuff like that. But. Uh, this time around, yeah, it it well, it it really plays up to the whole Tony Stark being so reactive, and we've seen it, and we've talked about it through all the different movies so far, because he's willing to give up his Iron Man stuff and be told what to do with as Iron Man, 
even though he's put away Iron Man at this point, according to him. According to him, even though he has like four different suits in this movie, it looks like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, which is funny also because that actress, I, you know, I'm blanking on her name right now, but she also shows up in the Luke Cage show, Luke Cage show on Netflix as, as Mariah. So uh, you have to just remember that she's not playing the same character. She's just same actress. Um, uh, Malfoy just chimed in. Tony is wholly responsible for Ultron and the bad things he did by extension. Best intentions or not, completely fair. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I can agree with you on that. Like, Tony built Ultron. Ultron then became completely sentient and went off to do his own thing. I would I would agree with Malfoy to an extent because his intention was to build AI. Did he have a conversation with anybody about let's build AI? Like what what does that mean if you bring if you bring forth artificial intelligence? He just decided, hey, him and and Banner are smart enough to do it. Why not do it? So they attempted it. Kept failing, but it eventually happened. Was it corrupted by the uh, scepter? Probably, but that's still not saying he didn't have the conversation with anybody else. He didn't say, hey, what are the goods and bads? You know, what happens if we bring this this life into being? And so he is responsible for Ultron. Ultron does but, become its own person, though. So, yeah, Ultron develops like complete autonomy because they are the true artificial intelligence. So that that person Ultron's its own thing. Yeah. I mean, you, your, your parents are responsible for you to a certain point at another, yeah. at another point you become your own person and you have to take responsibilities for yourself. So, so Steven just jumped in chat. Ultron only got the chance because Tony dropped the bag and kept pushing it. People warned him at every turn. Malfoy, Ultron would not exist without Tony's pursuit. Uh, whether Ultron evolved beyond Tony or not, he exists because of Tony. So purely the fact that Tony created Ultron, Tony is wholly responsible for the deeds of Ultron. Does that put Bruce Banner at? Yeah. Like, does that put Banner at responsibility for Ultron as well? It would. It definitely would. But then, if you're if you're gonna hold Tony accountable for all of Ultron's evil deeds, then you would then that means he gets credit for all of Vision's good deeds because he, by an extent, also created Vision. Yeah. So I mean that's why I'm saying it's like it's it's a balance. It's it's a thing. You can only be responsible for another living being for so long. I all right. <laughs> like Pep Malfoy, I see what you're saying. I don't know if I don't know if I completely agree with what you're saying. Steven just said, "Yep, like shooting a bullet in the air when it comes down, they still killed someone if that bullet takes them out, takes someone out." Yeah, but the- I don't think that analogy fits for Ultron because Ultron is a thing that thinks and not just merely a tool of destruction. It only became a tool of destruction after it decided humanity was was bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we are way off. I mean, it's Civil still War. it's all the MCU, so it still counts. I mean, this is this okay. this gets us to the Civil War. Like, okay, yes. Tony Stark's actions up into this movie, uh, Wanda's actions in this movie, before this movie, like sh- she was on the side of Hydra in uh, Age of Ultron, right? So. It's only one movie later, or yeah, one movie later for her, 
where she's now working with Captain America and uh, she's just not well trained with her power yet. And this is the same yeah. thing that happens in the comic book. Um, she, she, they, they take, they, they blame her for the fact that she killed all those Wakandans at the Wakandan embassy in Nigeria. Was it Nigeria? Yes. No, Lagos. Oh, my bad. Yep. Cause I mean, there's something else that happens in Nigeria later, right? I think so. I, we're all over the world in this movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but they blame her for that. But I mean, if crossbones would have blown up down in the square, it would have killed way more people, right? So obviously she feels bad for the deaths of those people, but she did her best. Now, I want to talk about is her powers at that point. Because later yeah, on, she, or she's earlier, kind of OP. She's oh, she's very <laughs> OP. And the, the beginning of the at the beginning of the scene, she she's like, "You guys know I can move things with my mind, right?" Like it, it, she's like and Black Widow says something to the effect, "Well, you still need to know what's going on. You need to pay attention." She does. I, to me, she does more than just move things with her mind, and it, it's more. It's the most apparent when we're in the scene uh, where she's taking the gas out of that room and then funneling it up into the sky. Right? Yeah. How is it that if you just move things with your mind, how is it she's picking out just the gas and not all of the oxygen in that room? In that room. Yeah. Like. It's what I say whenever anybody's like, oh, man, like, like the control over this one thing is the, is the strongest. It's like, no, telekinesis as a whole is the strongest because <laughs> when you get when you get strong enough, you can move everything else. Yeah, but she but that's what I think, like either they're playing into the whole original hex power that uh, Wanda had, because in my mind, she has to not just move the gas, but has to tell the particles that I need only the gas, not just gas. Cause it, it's not like it, 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 I, I'm, I'm assuming that it weighs less than oxygen or weighs less than uh, the air or weighs more than the air. One of the two. So she's able to separate it, but she has to think about that in a split second, like even less than a split second. I don't know. I'm getting way into that and it's, it's, it's not really that big of a deal. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, it is. Like I would agree, because they the whole time they're really ambiguous about what she can and can't do. Yeah, like when we get into the whole like she also has the mind control ability, but not like telepathy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She does have mind control, like as we saw in Age of Ultron, she makes everybody fucking go crazy. Like, and she's strong enough with it to be able to affect vision. Yeah, and then what is it exactly that she's doing there? Someone says that there she's increasing his density to the point where he falls through all those uh, levels and then goes into the crust of the earth. I have no idea. But wouldn't that like once she walked away, wouldn't that be enough for him just to be like, okay, get up and fly? Like, or is she being is he being pummeled by some kind of force, like a telekinetic force? Yeah, and. I was watching it last night. If you do that to Vision, he just walked through a wall not like four scenes ago. Yeah. So like you push him through the ground, he just 
okay. And like, he's right back up in a couple seconds. That's like, what, what I'm thinking. But obviously she's affecting the, the soul gem in his head or no mind gem in his head. Like you mm-hmm. see that react to her powers, which she gets her powers from the exact same thing. Like both items are from the same powers. And I think we'll get to, we'll get into this later when we talk about Captain Marvel, because Captain Marvel, uh, her powers were from the Tesseract. No. Yes. Well, the, the Tesseract is the the one that is the Mind Stone. No, the Mind Stone was in the Scepter. Oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. The te- Tesseract was the Power Stone, right? I believe so. Yes, that would make sense. The Power Stone gave her powers, <laughs> but the Mind Stone gave Wanda powers. Like the both of them Fair. have, like they're they're both the most. I would say probably the most OP people in all of uh, the MCU and. No, not overpowered, but just super. They're, they're, they're strongest. stronger. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. I was gonna say, Malfoy just said that uh, Wanda is probably the one of the best characters the MCU has. Interesting. Um, I would agree to a point. Like she's tragic enough, and she's just interesting enough, and like the the change of heart from like midway through Ultron to where we see her at the end is kind of cool. My only like problem, her, her progression. My only problem is that by this point, or this after this movie, she doesn't really have much going on in the in the rest of the movies. Like, yeah, we see bits and pieces of her and Vision's relationship like blossom, uh, and then when she loses Vision, she's obviously very sad, and then she gets the very big, you know, fight scene with Thanos at the end of, at the end of Endgame. But other than that, like, we don't get any more plot story with her character building like I, i'm guessing that's all going to come in the wandavision show but yeah uh steven just said i stand by my theory that wanda is the kicking off point for the next wave of everything else i mean like that, she's going to be the crux it would it to me that would make the most sense and i would assume that's what, the, what once again the wandavision show was going to do is going to bring about mm-hmm. more quote-unquote miracles or finally calling them mutants so to speak but who knows if we'll ever get that show because it's corona he says House of M. House of M would be awesome, but it would be M of House, right? Because instead of <laughs> no more mutants, is going to be just mutants. Be the yeah. re- it would be the reverse. Uh, Malfoy said that they're actually excited about WandaVision. To be honest, not much else until uh, Shia gets cast as Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf? Yep. <laughs> I think I actually was the news earlier this week was Shia LaBeouf was rumored to be playing Iceman. You know, I'd be so here for that. Like, do you follow uh, Boss Logic on anything? Like uh-huh, the artist? No. Oh, he usually gets um, retweeted or, you know, uh, noticed by stars because his digital art usually incorporates whatever star is being rumored to play a comic book character and he makes it into that and it looks it usually looks really well looks really good uh he said that he would like to see shyla as uh as wolverine like i don't know he's a little hairy dude so it, it might work out <laughs> he's just crazy enough too uh malfoy he's supposed to be Iceman, but it's a cover-up it's mr fantastic i won't believe otherwise <laughs> okay so since the past few episodes, we've we've dedicated uh, a certain amount of time to talking about the Fantastic Four in the future of it. I'm not sure how I feel about Shia LaBeouf being Mr. Fantastic. I don't see it. I'm sorry. I don't think... 
I can I don't see I don't see him playing the the character subtle enough for it to work out because Mr. Fantastic doesn't need to be manic. He needs to be a not aloof either. He needs to be always preoccupied for me. Like he's 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 he loves the he loves the science to the point where he forgets about everything else in the world. Okay. That's why he needs to be friends with Peter. <laughs> I you know what? Sure. I mean, we, he needs to be friends in the MCU. He needs to be friends with Peter because he can always be preoccupied with whatever the next big thing is. And Peter is just excitable enough yeah. to go completely along with it. You know, it's it, and that's great that you bring up Peter. Cause this is our first movie with the new Peter Parker, the new mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Like we get introduced I, to Tom Holland as P, as Spider-Man in this movie. And it's, it's pretty refreshing. It really is. Um, I don't, remember like i didn't remember seeing the whole scene in aunt may's apartment the first time really yeah was that was that in there like is oh, that yeah. in the theatrical version mm-hmm. i don't remember that scene <laughs> i don't no but it was fantastic where he pushes the crawl space up and the suit falls out and he just this peter flies across the room to try to grab it and hide the suit <laughs> and you know i know and, i only lived in apartments in arizona but do they usually have a uh, drop ceiling crawl space, you know, in apartments in other cities. Isn't there usually another uh, dwelling right above you, not an attic? Yeah, like you don't, <laughs> unless you're like on the top floor, but that doesn't look like a top floor. No, <laughs> no, Yo, not at all. Real quick, JJ, thank you for the follow, my guy. I appreciate you. There's the camera. Welcome <laughs> in. Um, yeah, like they, they, they delve in to Peter really well in the terms of, I like that we didn't get another origin story and we, I, we don't need it. No, we don't need it. And I think it's funny that the either Marvel studios or the, um, Russo brothers, cause this is the first movie of the Russo brothers in the MCU. Uh, they nod at that because Peter is about to tell his origin story and Iron Man or Tony Stark is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing over here, though, I'm I'm really interested in this. And so it just completely distracts Peter and he he just talks mm-hmm. about something else instead of giving the origin story again, which everybody is going to be like, oh, not again, because we've just watched it and five times. There's even the spot where he's like, the tensile strength of this web is great. Who made it? I did. Cool. And the sticking to walls. How do you do that? Like adhesive gloves? It's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> like, well played. Yeah. Well played. Like, and just it, skirt right around that. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that really stuck with me this time, my watch, my watch through this time, in that scene particularly, is like he's like, "Hey, you know, I got, I have to go do algebra homework," and I'm like, I really feel like Peter would have been further along than algebra at this point in his life because he's supposed to be super smart. Like, yeah, algebra and- is something I was doing in sixth grade so sixth or seventh grade so i'm pretty sure he should be past that unless he's just lazy like unless we get like a lazy spider-man out of this where he (laughs) is really smart but he's like i don't don't need to like prove it to anybody (laughs) (laughs) but we know that later on in the spider-man movies he goes to a special school that you know yeah and it really does make a difference but um like super algebra maybe maybe it's 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 cosmic algebra that i don't even know about so sure (laughs) cosmic algebra Uh, taught by galactus there you go um Uh, 
the last thing about Peter here that I want to bring up is that I feel like he is our best Spider-Man that we've gotten um, down to in the airport fight. Um, he's all banter the whole time. Yes. The whole time. He's all banter to the point that Falcon goes, you know, we don't talk this much when we fight, right? <laughs> I mean, like, that you know is, this isn't a thing. That's the thing with Spider-Man though. So yeah. And, <laughs> This is the time that we've gotten this from Spider-Man, and it's felt organic. You know what? It hasn't. I'm. I, I have to disagree. Andrew Garfield did a great job as Spider-Man. His Peter Parker was garbage, but his Spider-Man had quips. He was he was into it. He dug the role. Like I liked Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. His movies were garbage. His Peter Parker yeah. was garbage, but his Spider-Man yeah. was good. Uh, Tobey Maguire's. Um, Peter Parker was great. Like to me, his Peter Parker was amazing. It's it's the Peter Parker for me. Like I I still like his Peter Parker even more than Tom Holland's. Now Tom Holland Spider Man also good. I love the fact that he's actually at least in this movie still a teenager. Like the actor mm-hmm. is still a teenager, whereas Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield and Tobey Maguire were like in their thirties making high being trying to be a high schooler, and it just did not look right at all. Yeah, I. I don't know. Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man so far. That's fine. He's, he's he's my favorite. Like he does both of them well. So you have to give him credit. for I that. do. I'll give him credit for that. Where one was a great Peter Parker and one was a fantastic Spider-Man. This guy does both. Yes, you're absolutely right. I will give you that. This guy does both. And he's just his portrayal of Spider-Man is just pure. Yeah. He's just pure Cause he's like, Oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> like, Granted, I don't think that if he knew the full stakes of what was going on, that he would have necessarily been with with Tony. No. Because like, Tony rolled through and went, I need your help. Uh, you want to go fight some bad guys? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, that's that's honestly the truth. Because if Captain America would have, had showed up at his apartment first, he would be on Cap's side. And it's more, it's the most apparent when they're in the, the airport fight scene where he's like, Tony told me you would say that. And Tommy told me, told me that you think that you're, what else? He says, what else did Tony tell you? He says, you're doing the you wrong thing. Right, but you, that's dangerous. Yeah. And you, but you think you're right and that's dangerous. And he's like, Tony's not wrong, but that's, I mean, that would have been almost the exact same speech that captain would have gave to Tony and mm-hmm. he, it, or to Peter. And it would have been, it would have been the same. So, which brings me to another point about that El Capitan announcement. When they announced the the Civil War was going to be a movie, they brought out Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther and said this is going to be, you know, our Black Panther and then they had uh Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans both kind of tugging at Chadwick Boseman for one way or the other cuz essentially symbolizing that in Civil War Black Panther was going to be the one that was being drugged from side to side how Peter Parker as Spider-Man was in the comic book Civil War. They didn't have access to Spider-Man yet in the MCU. Like they hadn't made that deal with Sony. That comes along later, right before uh, they start shooting Civil War. And it makes me think, would that storyline have been different if they never got the, the, the ability to have um, Spider-Man in the movie would have been different that, was would T'Challa have been a little bit more uh, to Cap's side or Iron Man's side? See, that's a really good question because even with the like the way that this was written the first time, like for this movie, 
Um, I feel like T'Challa is just his own agent the whole time. Oh yeah, like he, he's like where he's like I'm with Tony for now because that means I get to kill Bucky. Yeah, exactly. No, he's he's and, in it for just to take out Bucky. When he finally figures out or finds out that Bucky wasn't the one that killed his father, he obviously goes and he helps out. Like he's like, you can stay here. You can stay here in Wakanda. I will, you know, I'll hide you and we'll mm-hmm. help you, kind of thing. And I would like to point out that that's exactly how how we should start looking at our problems. Or like, hey, I was wrong. Okay, I can change my opinion, and now I believe this, and now we can move forward. Yes, and yes. You once you get presented with new evidence and and uh, you know str- uh, understanding of what is what the situation actually is, and you change your opinion as long as it's based on something factual, then you should you should learn, yeah. you should move on, you should change. I like because we haven't gotten here yet, but I like that he. I, I like that Bucky just sets up shop in Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I love that. Yeah, I love that that he's just out there living his life, doing the one armed farmer thing. <laughs> just he he finally gets to he finally gets to be at peace. I mean, it's it's the best thing for him, as we see in this movie. Like they really messed with his head. They they made it to the point where like he couldn't he can't he couldn't even function properly because his brain is so Swiss cheesed. Like yeah, he doesn't remember. He knows Steve is Steve because he read it in a museum. Until later on when they catch him again, and now oh well you're you're Steve. Your mother's name was Sarah. You used to wear newspaper in your tennis shoes or in your shoes or whatever. <laughs> I want to talk about like the the two like the two standout things for me in this movie. Uh-huh. The fight scenes put like cement the fact that Captain America has the best fight scenes. Oh yeah. In all of the MCU. Oh yes, definitely. Like maybe Daredevil like, might be a little bit better if you consider Daredevil the TV show as MCU. I would I'd put it in the extended universe, but I, okay, I'll take that into consideration. So fine. Captain America movies are contestually top two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like those are fantastic fight scenes. And the fact that I can't remember his name and I'm a little bit too lazy to Google it. Um, the Falcon has a standout performance in this movie. Anthony Mackie. Yes, has an amazing performance in this movie. I will stick with what I said before that I am not amazed with Anthony Mackie's performance as the Falcon throughout the whole MCU series, but I will give you the fact that he does give a good performance in this movie. Yes, uh, everything he does. Um, that scene that we just talked about, you used to wear newspapers in your shoes. And Cap's like, all right, cool. He's like, we're just going to trust him now? Like, hello? <laughs> I mean, throughout the whole movie, he's he's constantly like, I don't like you. I hate you. Like, yes. talking to Bucky. And, and when Bucky's like, hey, could you move your seat forward? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes me so excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier as oh, a yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to start out like that. It's going to be contentious at the very beginning. And by the end of the show, they're going to be best friends. Like, there's no way around it. I mean, or you, you don't think they have a hate great, each other the whole time. I was going to say, you don't think they have a great relationship by the end of Endgame? Like, they've been through a by lot of, at that point. By the end of Endgame, they're like, all right, cool. Like, 
I could be in the same room as you and we're not just going to fist fight. <laughs> we, have, we have bonded over our love for Cap. Like, we are, we are now friends because our best friend is your friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've had those relationships before, huh? Where it's like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. friends with this guy because we're both friends. We're both best friends with this other guy. Like, it, it's it, like this other guy kind of sucks, but he's always around because he's good friends with my best friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I really liked Anthony Mackie's performance in this movie. Okay. Now I have one question for you mm-hmm. after, and I, I think we kind of went into this when we talked about winter soldier, but after the Russians find, or I'm sorry, it's Hydra in this after the after Hydra finds Bucky at the, at the bottom of that uh, ravine in the ice and they revive him. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he, other than his arm that they put other robotic parts in him? I would say it's not outside the realm of possibility. Cause other, cause we know at that point they don't have any more super soldier serum. Not until the point where Bucky steals the other five packets in this movie from a Howard Stark and uh, Maria Stark. How is it that Bucky is able to outrun Cap uh, and uh, T'Challa on foot? Better serum. He doesn't have any serum in him. He doesn't? No. He should not oh, have any serum yeah, in him. No, this is all cybernetics then. So it has to be cybernetics, right? Then, then at the very least, he got his knees did. <laughs> because I mean, T'Challa has the the added bonus of the 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 purple hearted herb or whatever it was called in Black Panther and his suit, and then Captain America has uh, his super soldier serum, and then eventually he even jumps into a vehicle. He's like, ah, fuck this! I'm just gonna jump in a vehicle and take off after them. But he's he's yeah. outrunning all everybody. Like he has to have uh, some type of enhancement can we take liberty and say that it's part of his brainwashing that was the other thing that i was gonna say if it's not cybernetics it's it's a brainwashing that like you can say that your brain puts caps on you so that you don't overexert yourself and hurt yourself but they've took taken those away so that he pushes himself to the to the farthest limit even though his body might not be able to handle it yeah um because that would also explain the fight scenes yeah. Where he's just like picking stuff up and winging it around. Sure, he's using his robot hand for most of that. Right. Which is a great touch, by the way. <laughs> um, and also, again, huge applause to the the action choreographer um, to plan it out for that robot arm. Yeah. It's, it's once it's again, such a small detail that you have to. One, yeah, once again, you have a fight choreography that has to take into account that we're doing martial arts in hand-to-hand combat, but we're going to manipulate it or uh, uh, change it up so that this person is 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 using movement that would incorporate a robotic left hand. Like so, there's a lot of times when. Like Bucky is using his left arm to block things, a lot of things, a lot more than you would if you if it wasn't your since it's not your dominant hand. Yeah, um, the one that really made me go, "Oh, that was cool," was um, in the stairwell fight scene when the like German SWAT team is kicking through windows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy comes smashing through the window and starts shooting at him. So Bucky just puts his hand like on the barrel. Yep. 
just like bop, 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 nope, and then punches him in the face and tosses him <laughs> over the banister, to which Steve catches him by the belt and goes, really, dude? <laughs> I told him not anybody, and he's like, eh. I, I'm protecting myself kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a, it's it's interesting. It's it's a thing, and you you got to wonder, is that arm also made of vibranium? That was going to be my next question. Or is it just made from like titanium alloy, like the Iron Man suit? Like that can take bullets or, too. Or is it adamantium? It could be. I mean, we haven't been introduced to it yet, and they they haven't said that it's not. So he, but his new one, the new one that they make for him in Wakanda, it's is vibranium. definitely vibranium. Yeah. Like if it comes from Wakanda, it has to be vibranium. I mean, they have the stock stock stocks of it, and they're not going to be like. All right, we're gonna make you this thing, but it's gonna be of an inferior metal because we hate you. Because <laughs> we don't like you. <laughs> we don't want you here. Why do um, you keep me here? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so two questions from chat, both from Malfoy. Um, was it weird when Cap killed or killed? Wow, nope. When Cap kissed Peggy's niece. So when I first watched the movie in the theater, it wasn't weird to me other than the fact that it was just be- it was right after Peggy's funeral. Like not right after, but it's it's not it's a couple days after Peggy's funeral. So that's the weird thing, but like to me, Captain America in the comic books is always ends up with Sharon Carter. Like the two of them are in love. They mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Sharon Carter is created be way before Peggy Carter is. Uh but uh in the MCU, yes, it kind of is. Because why would uh why would why would that be you know kind of thing? Why would he why would he go for her? Wouldn't wouldn't Cap also feel that feel that weirdness? Yeah, it it feels a little awkward just because like you know, you know I was really into your aunt right like, yeah, you know exactly. like she was the one for me but. <laughs> Now I guess you're related and you're still alive. So like, I'll take what I can get. (laughs) Malfoy also wants to know, where does Zola rank? Thank you, Craig. Uh, Where does Zola rank for your villains? See, and I've been saying since this movie came out that he was my favorite villain of the MCU. Like I loved his whole plan. The fact that he, how he pulled it off it, it's to me him and Killmonger are up there as the, the, my favorite villains of the MCU. However, Ian, you should have, you should be ecstatic because they didn't kill him at the end of this movie. Yeah, but they did kill crossbones. So they did kill crossbones, but he made it from one movie to the other, but he wasn't crossbones then. <laughs> no, he was just <laughs> Rumlo in, 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 in winter soldier. He does become, uh, so as crossbones. a whole, I I love that we still have Zemo alive. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. It's awesome because he can be used as he can be used as a leader. He can be used as another standalone at some other point. Um, like, there's a lot that can happen with Zemo. Uh, switching it over to Crossbones, I think they did themselves a huge disservice here. With killing off crossbones. Okay. Like, sure, he was the catalyst for the explosion and caused the whole thing. Awesome, you gave us a plot. But 
Crossbones kind of deserves more than that, given that he's the dude that kills Captain America. Yeah, in 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 the actual Civil War comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I found out that Crossbones, like when it was, hey, this guy's Crossbones, I was like, oh, here we go. This is how this is how Cap leaves. This is how Chris Evans gets out of playing Cap now because we're gonna kill him. Like that's the way this <laughs> has to go. I mean, we knew that he was gonna be in another Avengers movie. It wasn't quite that way, but. Also in the comic book, it's kind of iffy if Crossbones is the one that actually kills Captain America because there's the whole they hypnotized uh, Sharon to kill him. So she also shoots him at the exact same moment that Crossbones does. I choose to believe that it was Crossbones. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. They loved loved each other and she was stronger than that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, this it's it's unfortunate that Frank Grillo does not get to play Crossbones further because he is. I think he's a great actor, and I think he mm-hmm. he, he was great for the role. Um, mm-hmm. But it's 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 he was the perfect Nitro equivalent because he yeah he he was fanatical enough. He hated Captain America, and it was the it was the the thing that needed to do they needed to do to to get the Sokovia Sokovia Accords uh, going. Yeah. And Malfoy, you're completely right. That is probably why they used him in the movie is because he had such a big role in the actual comics. They had to put him in there. If Crossbones didn't make an appearance in in the Civil War movie, there would have been beef. Yeah. But I feel like he got did dirty. Um, there's so much more that you can do with that man, especially because I'm still really, really lobbying for this whole uh, Thunderbolts. Yeah, this whole Thunderbolts thing. Uh, I mean, you you put you put Zemo on the team, you put Crossbones on the team, you put the Brain on the team, you put. <laughs> at this point, you know we have a we have enough surviving villains to have a Thunderbolts team at this point. This is true. There, this is true. And like you could throw Ghost on there when we get to Ant Man and the Wasp. Even though mm-hmm. she, by the end of that movie, she's not so much the bad guy anymore. But you have a story change for her character, and she is a she could be the bad guy, like with the ability and to she, phase through stuff. At this point, she's just a uh, like a uh, uh, meta thief. Yeah, but one and that can did, do ninja moves, <laughs> like kicks people's yeah. asses. I mean, she's like a she's like a Catwoman equivalent at that point. Yeah, essentially. Um, I think it's going to be a disservice to this podcast if we don't spend a good few minutes talking about the airport scene, because yeah. honestly, <laughs> this is what this movie like accumulates to. You spend the whole movie going, "Oh man, when they gonna fight? They gonna <laughs> fight? When are, when are they gonna do it?" It's gonna happen. So in yep. in the comic book version of the story. The equivalent to the airport scene at the very end, you have the clone robot version of Thor come in and put a lightning bolt. The the clone robot version of Thor created by Hank Pym come in and uh, put a lightning bolt right through Black Goliath. Goliath, um, uh, what's his name? Either way, and kills him. And then everybody's like, whoa, we just killed a hero in this fight. Like, that's not cool. Uh, So we don't have that death in this movie. 
but we do have the almost death of Rhodey. Yeah, and that was a that was a rough scene. It is because he like, is he is a pilot. He's an Air Force pilot, and he knows what's happening. And he's falling, and he's the you know the spinning is just now making it so that he's he's going unconscious, and he he's unable to flatten himself out so that someone can like get to him in time to to grab him before he hits the ground, and he's just falling. He's plummeting. And it's like how do you survive something like that inside of a metal box? I don't know, and it's. I think it's a testament to Tony Stark on how he builds those suits to have him even survive at all. Yeah. Now, how does he not just become liquid inside of the suit, like when it hits the yeah. ground? Uh, now, who's at fault to that? Is it is it Vision for shooting the bolt? Is it uh, Falcon for moving out of the way, or is it even Rhodey for being like, "Hey, Vision, take out falcon like if falcon would have gotten hit wouldn't he have fallen and almost plummeted to his death no because he said he, he would have been able to glide yeah because it was like his take thr- out his take out his thrusters make him a glider yeah um yeah that's i don't know <laughs> why are you asking me these hard questions <laughs> i need you to make a decision <laughs> all right then who's at fault tony's at fault he's like if we're gonna put tony at fault for ultron and everything that happened there he's at fault for this because he's the one that's like no sign the damn paper yeah no there you go um, it's, it's always tony's fault yeah, even Malfoy, it all comes back to Tony, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you you said it. Uh, you can't be, nope, kidding this time. You said it. Uh, um, Malfoy also said knowing that they were all just pulling punches was pretty lame. I, I don't it know. Was, if, I don't know if they're all pulling punches. I mean, obviously, they're not hitting as hard as they could because they're, they're all friends, but it's the most, uh, it's the most prevalent with, Natasha and Clint because even Wanda, you know, puts says says it out loud. And yeah, you're pulling your punches. Yeah. I mean, of course he's not gonna fucking all like beat her within an inch of her death and she's not gonna do the same thing to him. Like even when they're fighting later on in Endgame to kill themselves, neither one of them is trying to kill the other one, I guess, which seems weird too. <laughs> <laughs> and like I like their fight in this movie because it just seems like they're memeing on each other. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I got you this time. <laughs> I mean, it's like they're brother just, and sisters, just right? Sparring. Yeah, it's just sparring. It's brothers and sisters like trying to pin each other. Yeah, that's all that it is. Um, but that's <laughs> way, Matt and Clint are more or less babysitting from Ultron forward. Let's be real. <laughs> I think it takes, yeah, but it, it definitely takes a big toll on both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the, int- the best things about this fight scene is that it's that thing that all comic book uh, readers do. It's like, hey, who wins in a fight between X and X or X and Y, you know, kind of thing. So it's it's obviously who wins in a fight between Captain America and Iron Man. Well, that's not the only fight yeah. we get. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the only fight we get in this. We get who fights, who wins in a fight between Ant Man and, and Iron Man. Like who wins in a fight between, <laughs> who wins in a fight between uh, uh, Spider Man and, and Winter Soldier. Like it's Spider Man. It's it's the cool that those are the cool things that happen and and they switch up partners or switch up opponents and it's all over the place and then you get the hey. Guys, there's this old movie where Star Wars <laughs> and they're on that ice planet and 
I love Rhodey's response of like, how young is this guy? And he's like, I, I don't know. I didn't carbon based date him or whatever. Yeah, I think carbon dated man. He's young. Okay. Like deal with it. <laughs> um, I have a question though, uh, real quick. Yeah. What's up? If Tony brings in Spider-Man for this fight, does that mean he got Spider-Man to sign the Sokovia Accords? Ooh. Probably. I mean, shouldn't that be a bigger deal later on in Homecoming or whatever? Like, does he sign his name as Peter Parker? Does he sign his name as Spider-Man? <laughs> Pep just said he can't sign as a minor. This is also true. Like, how do you sign a legally okay. binding document as a minor? Did they forge like did they forge May's signature? Maybe maybe Tony said, "Hey, this is the piece of paper that says it's okay. He's allowed to come with me to Germany on this uh, MIT September Foundation like uh, trip." And but yeah, but he's just lying to her. It's an actual thing. Hey, this is the Covey Accords. My nephew Peter Parker is uh, actually Spider Man. <laughs> At which point, all I'm gonna say is. Tony is the real villain of the MCU. Thank you. Like he through everything. Tony is the big bad of the infinity saga. He's the expression. The, the path to hell isn't is paid with good intentions. Like he always has good intentions, but it always comes out bad. He's the unintentional villain. (laughs) It's it's we, we know Thanos is a bad guy. That's just, obvious yeah it's just and it's just no what do you mean i've seen the light i've been on this we hate tony train since the beginning bro this is true <laughs> we've been we've been saying this it's just, i mean i don't hate him because he's still a hero he's he's the hero that yeah. the mcu made him out to be but people need to recognize that a lot of the he's issues that happen guy. in the mcu is because a direct result of tony and the people that he's fucked over like yeah, that's the whole point of uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Is like a whole bunch of people that Tony t- Tony Stark fucked over in the past have come together and been like, yeah, fuck the protege to Tony Stark because he fucked us over. Exactly. Um, this brings us to our biggest question, the most hard-hitting question. Are you ready for this, Mitch? I'm ready. Okay. It's 125% totally the realest question we're going to get to because this question changes the whole way you look at the movie. <laughs> okay. Who, who would you have made Tom Cruise in this movie? <laughs> I mean, he has to be Zemo. Like, Zemo is essentially just Ethan uh, Hunt from the, the Mission Impossible. Like, yeah. He goes in, he was part of a team, his team was killed, his family was killed. He he goes in and he, he makes his whole the whole empire like fall apart and that's what Ethan does like it's he's the same character just better. Yeah, I'm I'm here for that. I don't think I can even fight it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other option would be Everett, like uh, the the CIA agent guy that um. Yeah, we're Martin not Freeman we're not plays. recasting. It's a that's Martin Short. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Martin Short is a completely different person. It's Martin Freeman, right? I think so. Yeah. I'll look this one up. Yeah. That's his name. I'm almost positive about that. Like, uh, yeah, but it's Martin Freeman. Who's okay. Martin? 
Martin Short is a comedic actor from Canada. Yeah, like, that's, hey, Martin Short would also have been a great choice. <laughs> yes, he, he could have also played that role. Like I, I, I yeah. would give that to him. Martin Short would have been fantastic, except that means that we would have also had to have um, the other two, uh, Chevy Chase and uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin show up at some point <laughs> and I'm here for, I'm here for, for Steve Martin, but Chevy Chase can, can fuck right off. Yeah. Not a great guy. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Zemo and, and, uh, that character, I've said since I've watched this movie in the theater, there needed to be the scene in the after credits. That was a mirror of Nick, Nick, uh, Nick Fury's scene at the end of Iron Man where he comes out of the shadows and says, uh, so you think you're the only superhero in, in the, in the world. I need to talk to you about the, the Avengers initiative. There should have been a scene where Thunderbolt Ross walked right out of the shadows while Zemo was in that cage and said, so you think you're the only one that's got a beef with superheroes in this world. I need to tell you about the Thunderbolt initiative. Like that would have been perfect. I don't understand why the MCU didn't do it. And we would have had a Thunderbolt movie by this point already. With Zemo as a leader. The perfect place to do that. Yeah. Because both of them don't like superheroes. They don't like them. Like, it makes sense. Also, my biggest... The the biggest beef I have with the Sokovia Accords, right? Because it's already a pretty messed up document. Yeah. That's just trying to grab... It's just trying to grab power to be able to to destabilize wherever they need to be able to destabilize, mm-hmm. right? It didn't say anything about compensation like it did in the books, right? Like with like the registration, it didn't say anything about anything. It more or less just militarized them. Yeah, and they no longer have any agency in what they do. That's the part that makes me like, eh, no, nah, we're not doing that. And I know that's Cap's beef too. Mm-hmm. Is like we don't have the choice to make the difference anymore. So like, does it mean anything? Because we're going to be sent to do the wrong things, and then we're no better than Hydra, right? So like, that's that's the thing that bugs me. Is that, and that's the thing that should bug you about it. Like it's, it's, it's made plain to see that in in this movie that yes, Iron Man is on the wrong side of it. Like, I would say in the comic version of it, they, they play out, they balance it out a little bit more until you get to, uh, the Bill Foster death. That's, that's black guy. When his death happens, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, we see that that's the, you know, Iron Man side is the wrong side. Like it's, yeah, it's come to this. Um, any other care, like obviously Zemo is coming back in, uh, Falcon, the winter soldier, uh, Everett ends up coming back in uh, Black Panther. He becomes a big part of that that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other new characters in this movie that we get introduced to that you could say will show up later in any other movie. However, the barf system that you see Tony use at the uh, MIT gets brought back in Far From Home, Spider-Man and Far From Home. That's the, that's the catalyst for Mysterio. That's right. So... I don't know. Do you I feel like that? I think that's you, the most petty reason. <laughs> and of course, that's going to be the reason. It's going to be something super petty that brings Mysterio about. I mean, <laughs> yes. If you if you know, yeah, yeah. Mysterio is, is that kind of guy. So 
Mysterio's just like, Spider-Man. <laughs> I was <laughs> using my, my special effects to, ro- to rob a bank and you messed me up. Damn it. <laughs> uh, is there any other thing that you would love to see uh, make its head rear back up in a future MCU thing? Um, I think this one's pretty self-contained with the movies that we have after it. I think because so it does a it does a really good job of pointing out where we're going Do with you... um like it ending in Wakanda and all that like the the mid credit scene yeah um sets it up pretty nicely like hey we're getting Black Panther next Do you think that the the so you know how in the middle of this movie they uh Cap and, and Sharon kiss and they and he even says, Oh, I, I should have did that a while ago and she's like, Yeah, no kidding. We have no idea if they if the relationship blossomed anymore after this or not, but does she find out in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that he went back and you know, back in time and lived out his life with Peggy? Like how does she feel about all that? Does she is she gonna end up with somebody else? Like what do you think happens with that? Just the relationship, the idea of the relationship to her. Um, because if I, I remember, like that. if I remember correctly, I, th- I believe she was snapped. She was snapped away. I think so. But I would, I would like that conversation. Yeah. In right? Falcon and Winter Soldier where he's, where she's like, I haven't seen Steve in a while. And they're like, Oh, about yeah, that. nah. He went back to live with your aunt. Like, bye. <laughs> I'm surprised you never <laughs> ran into him at the house. Right, like he's just been around. What does that do for timelines? See, I guess we could talk about that when we get to yeah, Endgame. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it when we get to Endgame, and I think that will be a big conversation because it, it's yeah. a big, it's a big contention in the whole thing. Like we're did we create a new timeline? Is this a new timeline? Is it the same timeline? What they tried to explain it in the movie and we'll have to tackle it when we get there. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of what's going on in Endgame could be chalked up to damn it, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Malfoy was Peter locked on the, was Peter locked up on the raft at the end? I don't think so. No. Why would Peter be locked up in the raft? Because it was just the dudes who were on cap side. with Cap. So it would have been it would have been Scott, um, it would have been Clint, and Falcon. it would have been Falcon. Yeah. So just those three. Wait. Oh, yeah. also Wanda, right? Yeah, Wanda was there because she was all like straight jacketed up. Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah. Um, he also said uh, Pep says all in all, I think this film was a flash for Flash's sake. It felt like a long episode of Agents of Shield for its overarching effects. It's undone so quickly and brushed over. No. So I'll just get to it now. Civil War, Captain America Civil War is my number one MCU movie. I will just throw that in his face because... uh, (laughs) Which plays into Malfoy's statement of Civil War was fun, but I don't hold it in as high esteem as everyone else. Zemo was sick, though. (laughs) This is right. Zemo was sick. Uh, To me, it... I just I love everything about this movie and it was only to this this air this viewing of it this time that I noticed something that I was like oh wait that didn't make any sense so right after Cap does that cool ass scene where he holds a helicopter from taking off uh, the helicopter falls into the into the river or whatever it is with 
Bucky holding on to his neck. Like in all counts, they're both falling, and Bucky is the one that's uh, ahead or on top, so to speak. Like he could kill Cap at that moment. The next scene we see them in, he has his arm trapped in some kind of device, and he's waking up. Like, how is it that he ended up being the one that? got knocked out like how did yeah that's the only really the only issue i have with the whole movie like that the two scenes there's something happens in the middle there that i don't understand what happened there's a deleted scene in there somewhere it it has to be it it really does like where falcon came down and saved cap or something like that something was cut for time and i don't think that's where you cut for time no no absolutely not um yeah, I was going to say something else there, but I forgot. Never mind. <laughs> okay, so wrapping it up, <laughs> anything last thoughts that uh, the chat has or yourself? Uh, chat, last thoughts. Let's go. Anyway, um, in all, I I don't put this one at number one on my list, but it's pretty high up there. I'd say top five. Okay. Um, so I think this is closer than a lot of our other picks. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the other picks are around the middle middle range at this point. Yeah, and like I feel like of our two lists, I feel like this is the closest we've had in a long time movie wise. <laughs> uh, I always feel like we're like plus or plus or minus two from each other. Um, I'm just getting excited to be not done with the MCU. Like I don't want this to be over because I love this, but I'm getting excited for the last couple episodes where we get to like scream at each other about you're wrong for your movie choices and where you put them on this list. I'm so excited for that. I mean, we're, we're kind of hoping that by the time we end with Endgame, is we'll be able to see black widow in some form or another, whether it's going to be in theaters because we've magically cured all of COVID or it's going to be on Disney plus and you have to pay the extra 30 bucks. Like you will Mulan when it comes out. <laughs> right. Otherwise we'll have to figure out, you know what we're going to do after we, we finish up with the MCU as it is now. Uh, we might end up having to go into daredevil or uh, those, those shows or something like that. I don't yeah, know. And I'd be here for daredevil. I didn't really care for Jessica Jones and Luke Cage was okay. And I'm not watching Iron Fist again. You can't make me. We don't, we don't have to watch him again. We can just talk about him. (laughs) That's a lot to watch. Uh, Um, So Steven says that he would like to be on a future episode for predictions because apparently he has a plan to lay out and Malfoy, I'm still vying for you to be our third for the ranking episode because that's that we we're going to need an impartial third. Let's see. Next week is uh, Dr. Strange, I believe. So if uh, Steven would love to be on the show, let's have him on for Dr. Strange. I, sh- I feel like the artist in him would, would really appreciate the psychedelics scenes in that movie. Invite it back. Have you been on the show with us before? Steven? Yeah. Uh, he was almost going to be on the show with us one time, but he didn't get, yeah. to, he didn't get to make it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that we don't want you here. It's that it just never lines up. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's gotten yeah. off of ta- typing now he's talking <laughs> yeah so like let's get you on the show come hang out next week for Doctor for Dr. Strange, Strange. we'll we do go. Dr. Strange together boom 
And then that's a good point right there also because that starts messing with time so we can start predicting future from there. There we go. Oh, handled. <laughs> Crisis averted. If you'd like to talk to me about this movie and how it's the number one of the MCU, please reach out to me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. Ian, where can people find you online? Hi. If you're here while we're recording this, you already found me. <laughs> if you're not, if you're listening to this back, hi. thank you for listening to this. Like, thanks for taking the time. But you can find me at twitch.tv slash Ianflux. That's I-A-N-F-L-U-X. And uh, we do this, we record this live. So come be a part of the conversation. Chat's been really active tonight. So that could be you that we're talking about. Also, I'm on Twitter at Ianflux12. Uh, the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Please check out our Patreon page. It has a whole bunch of cool things that you could be benefited on or be the benefiter of. Be or, the beneficiary. There you go. That one. Uh, it's it's brand new, so we're still trying to figure it out, but we're, we're there and we're happy to, to for you to be there with us. Check out our website, geekleapmedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. Please rate and review us on whatever podcast catcher you use so that we can spread the word of our network for others to see and hear. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 